The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the College Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast corner of England. Today is August the 22nd, Monday, and we are here to preview a full slate of games for Tuesday, August the 23rd. And a couple of co-hosts with me tonight, as ever. First off is the machine sports nerd 824 himself from Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, what's up, Nick? Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? Uh, new week. Had a, I think we all had a pretty great week last week uh, as far as betting on uh, the diamond. So hopefully we can uh, carry that momentum into this uh, new starting week. I know my uh, lock today getting off, didn't get off to a great start um, just because Tony LaRusso is an idiot. But that's another story for another time. Yeah, we've got some. Uh, my lock was it my, my my dog actually is live as we speak uh, in a tied game, so we might have some live updates on that one. Uh, but I'll introduce my other co-host. Um, two is young Mister Noah Benick. Noah, how are you doing? Doing <laughs> pretty me. well. Doing pretty well, Malcolm. Uh, maybe not as good as you yesterday. I mean, how did that feel? Almost dying over there, though. <laughs> And well, yeah, you've talked about your allergies, but mine, uh, mine are playing up. So yeah, I'm a little bit, a little bit wheezy. I'll be all right. Are you, are you talking about the, the football? No, the the Premier League game. Yeah, that place that you just pretty much got lost at yesterday. How about that, mate? What a game! That I mean, I don't know how many uh, EPL followers uh, we have on the show. I know Moon I follow us as well. We talk about it almost every podcast, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> but what? A, it was just an unbelievably great game of football to witness, regardless of who you support, who you didn't support, who you wanted to win. And the outcome was completely wrong. It was a magnificent game of football. And then the fact that I had a dog in the fight. I had four pints of uh, cider before I got into the ground. The place was absolutely jumping. The roof was bouncing off the place. We come back from 1-0 down to lead 3-1. It was just brilliant. It was an absolute great day. Um, I came out the ground I felt like I'd played I was exhausted I felt like I played the 90 minutes I had to drag my legs back home I was absolutely knackered um, but yeah it was brilliant really enjoyed it um, it's been a great weekend of uh, Prem football actually and uh, rounded it off where Liverpool came second tonight moon off um, against Manchester United any thoughts on that? Nah they're just not in a, <laughs> not in good form right now I know you and I were talking about this offline uh, I know you have to get your little poke in there but um yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not shocked at how bad they've been playing at least over the first three games. So something has to change. But I mean, your Newcastle uh, team looks really good. They're just trying. That's all we ever wanted. Like, uh, is just to to play with a little bit of uh, dynamism and a little bit of effervescence. So yeah, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. Was it was good to watch? And then I came back. I was checking the SGP and soccer Discord channel, and all the boys in there seemed to have enjoyed as well. 
So yeah, good. I mean, the big good news, times ahead. What's big the big news? news? Too, you cashed a preseason total already, and it's August. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been. I, I came in. Uh, from work later on, and I saw a lot of Twitter notifications, and I think, Noah, you've been massaging my ego ever so slightly. Oh. Because, yeah, the Baltimore Orioles, um, I think that was my luck in that division, over 62 and a half, and cashes by August the 22nd. I mean, come on. Um, I'll just point out, though, you tweeted out that photograph of me in a policeman's uniform, um, and I would like to put on the record that I am not a law enforcement man in any way, shape, or form. I shouldn't be left in charge of anything, let alone the law of this country. Uh, so I'm not a policeman. I was dressing up for the day. Um, so don't let that uh, fool you. Yeah. But yeah, I'm delighted with that. We've Absolutely. Got, we've got nice little fun photos for all of us <clears> in our preseason picks. I've got one for Dylan, one for me, one for you. Just missing one on Moonoff. He's somehow kept a pretty good footprint from me. So uh, I, I try have, to keep I'm a not, low profile. Yeah, I have not saved a good picture from him yet. But I mean, Malcolm, that's your job in Vegas, right? Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'll be joining the the DJs in Vegas for Week One NFL. So I will go all secret squirrel, and uh, I'm going to catch Moonaf in a series of compromising situations and try get some good photos for the boys. There we go. That's the plan. Um, so a fun weekend of baseball just gone. We did do well. Uh, we were we had more in the W column than the L column between us as the weekend progressed. My tally site picks were absolutely flames. Um, I smashed well over $100 profit to a $10 level stake last week. Uh, so good times there. So we start the week strong with games tonight and then we've got this full slate Tuesday starting with a double header uh, which we're going to get Moon off to look at. It's a little bit complicated this one in terms of pitches and the fact that, it, that it's at the Chicago Cubs so which is a place we never we never seem to get uh, early lines at the first game is a 220 Eastern first pitch which I reckon um, is Adam Wainwright against Samson um, what's Samson's first name is Adrian, Adrian. is it yeah, yeah Adrian. Adrian Sampson. Uh, and the second game is going to be Jake Woodford with a TBD for the Chicago Cubs. No lines up for either game. Uh, so, Moonaf, have you got much on either of these games or do we need to crack on into the, into the nighttime games? Yeah, I mean, not much. Um, I mean, with no lines. I mean, we know about the pitchers, but, I mean, without a lineup, we can't really give you much. And, again, no pitcher for the second game of the doubleheader. And that's usually how it goes. And I think we're especially – it's a tough spot for us at least give out picks as well because again they only post money lines when we're in Wrigley Field just because of the they're waiting for that wind direction on the morning of to see how, where they're going to post a total at so um, I can't say that Adam Wainwright has been in great form uh, this season I mean the the man is is, is supposed to be aging but he's not um, he's been tremendous against the Cubs since last season four starts. Uh, he's only given up three earned runs in about 29 innings pitch. So he, he's been he's had a good history against the Cubs um, dating back to last year. He had a start earlier this month, August 2nd, against the Cubs uh, in St. Louis, where he threw seven shutout innings. Didn't al- Sorry, he allowed six hits, but didn't give up any uh, runs in that game. Um, but I, I expect him to be a heavy favorite here. Uh, depending on the wind direction, I do lean with the under in this game. Um, Adrian Sampson has been pretty good as well for the Chicago Cubs. He's won in two of his last five stars, 3.71 ERA. 
at home, 0-2 at 3.63 ERA. So he, he's done pretty well for himself uh, considering, um, you know, how the Cubs season is going. So I would lead towards the under um, in this game, just, you know, asterisk with the uh, wind direction. But that's all I have for the doubleheader here, Malcolm. Yeah, I've got nothing to add to this one at all, really. So many, so many holes in the available information. Uh, Noah, anything you wanted to chip in on this? Nothing new for this game, but I'd like to address the chat. It's absolutely popping here today. Got Dylan, <laughs> Insano, Terrell, <clears throat> Dryden, Jong. Uh, everybody's jumping in here. A lot of a lot of fire out on the social media today. We had the power rankings, which the St. Louis Cardinals top five now. They're number five. They're squeaking in there, breaking the seal. Um, and then we also had a. Uh, uh, a first our first like highlight clip i guess you could say hit the airwaves that was cool and then uh um there's the the baltimore power rankings the, the power rankings on the baltimore graphic so yeah appreciate all the love and then uh it's off to a fire start let's keep it going yeah, absolutely. Uh, we move into the evening slate. 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Subway Series. Uh, the New York Mets travel to the New York Yankees, where Taiwan Walker will take the hill for the Mets. And Frankie Montas goes for the Yankees. Uh, no lines on this one. There was a little bit of confusion about this. Me and Moonaf both had Jacob de Grom going. Uh, Noah yeah. then chipped in saying Taiwan Walker was had some forearm tightness on Saturday, was pushed back a couple of days, and literally in the last 90 seconds or so, I have seen Taiwan Walker confirmed by MLB as the starting pitcher. I've got no lines up at the minute. Either of you two boys see any lines on this one? No, uh, I think this one see. we might need to keep an eye on during the podcast. <clears throat> we might be able to come back to it. Yeah, yeah so... No lines. I'll give a, a little a brief handicap and give some leans on this one. Uh... Taiwan Walker is 10-3 on the season, 336 ERA. has pitched 112 and one-third innings with 85 strikeouts. Uh, Frankie Montas is 4-10, 387 ERA, 118 and two-thirds pitched with 117 strikeouts. Um, actually, my selection here doesn't really change because it was based on the presence of Frankie Montas. Um, the New York Mets pitcher was irrelevant to the lean I was going to give out. Walker had been going all right. His last five ERAs, 679, but he's got one horror show in there against Atlanta where he gave up seven, uh, eight earned runs, sorry, over one inning, which completely and utterly skews his curve. And then the, his last time out well, is when he got pulled after just two innings against Atlanta. So really, you can put a question mark against Taiwan Walker. So it might be more prudent, really, just to uh, to handicap Frankie Montas, and therefore the New York Mets uh, bats, which is what I've done. Montas has had three starts for the Yankees since he came across. He's given up 14 runs in 14 innings. Um, I think he's got some improvement in him. I think there's better days ahead for Montas, but you can't trust him. Um, he's not performing. Uh, the Yankees have been a little bit wobbly too. So without any lines, I don't know what price you'll get the Mets on the money line, but maybe New York Mets team total might be a way um, of approaching this one. And just const- um Fade in Montas until I see it. You have to keep fading him. I don't think you've got a choice, Muna. Yeah, I mean Frankie Montas. I mean this guy was supposed to come into this uh, rotation for the Yankees and kind of be that guy behind Garrett Cole. But there's so many question marks with this pitching rotation right now, and Frankie Montas just has not been very good for the Yankees. He's gone 14 innings. He's given up, uh, let's see, 14 earned runs and 14 (laughs) innings pitch. So uh, not very good right now for the Yankees offensively and even on their pitching staff. So um, we may see some runs in this game, I think. Uh, You know, Taiwan Walker, before he got pushed back, he he was struggling a bit. 
uh, for the New York Mets, three and one over his last five starts, but the ERA is at 6.97. And that's, I think, really inflated because of the start that he did have against the Atlanta Braves back on August 5th. But, you know, he, he was giving up runs prior to that. He gave up three earned runs each to the Mets and sorry, to the uh, Marlins and the Yankees. Uh, did have a start earlier this year, like I said, to the Yankees, where he got went six innings and allowed three earned runs. So I think this might be a game where you might see the offenses break out a little bit. Uh, Noah. All right, so we have a couple of Mets homers on the podcast. Malcolm, if he associates himself with an MLB team, it's the Mets. And Dylan's also in the chat blowing up the Mets as well, saying Mets money line. I'm going to make the argument here for the Yankees. Now, I'm not saying I'm taking the Yankees. I like I like the Mets here in the spot. Walker is coming off of forearm tightness. Okay, that's like not that's not a small thing there. Um, first off, that's like easy signs of like arm fatigue. And here in August and September, that's very usual. Um, and injuries are just kind of starting to appear out of nowhere here in the late uh, last quarter of the season. Here, Montas does have a 10-20 ERA in three games as a Yankees as a Yankees player. But in those three games, he faced the Cardinals, the Boston Red Sox at Fenway, and the Toronto Blue Jays. So all three of those teams are very quality teams. I'm not saying that Frank Montas is going to turn it around here against another quality team. I'm just saying, you know what? It's, it might not all be like, I don't know, cl- cloudy and rain for Montas. He's just facing good teams right now, and he's getting hit pretty hard. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like I say, I do think there'll be better teams ahead for him. But until I see one, uh, yeah. Then I'm, I'm I'm happy to keep fading him. Um, so, but yeah, you make valid points. No, I just I just like to see it, and then maybe I'll change my tune next time he's out. Uh, next game is a seven or five Eastern first pitch. The Cincinnati Reds at the Philadelphia Phillies. Two lefties on the hill here. Nick Lodolo for Cincinnati and Ranger Suarez goes for Philadelphia. Uh, Cincinnati a plus one eighty six. The Phillies are a prohibitive minus 220. Line is set here at eight and a half. Uh, Nick Lodolo, three and four, four twelve 12 ERA, 54 and two thirds pitched, 72 strikeouts. Ranger Suarez, eight and five, 331 ERA, 114 and one third pitched with 97 strikeouts. Uh, Lodolo's going well. Since he came back up a second time, he has gone well. He's kind of performed the way we thought he was going to go the first time when it didn't quite happen for him. Uh, 254 ERA. In his last five starts. However, I'm going to caveat this by saying he's been poor on the road. Now, this is another one where he's only pitched actually 11 and two thirds innings on the road with those 54 innings. So he's pitched 20% of his innings on the road. So you either trust that Lodolo has got it together as a whole, or you think he's better at home and he's going to be dodgy tomorrow on the road. I'd like to think he's done enough recently to earn that. I would trust that he has got it together. Um, it's just been circumstance that he's um, he's drawn home starts rather than away starts. So I think he can go okay tomorrow. Um, Ranger Suarez has been great last five games. A 119 ERA. Um, he went seven scoreless against Cincinnati in his last start. Um, in fact, uh, Nick Lodolo went seven innings scoreless in his last start against the Phillies. Uh, they played against each other in that series. Um, that game ended one to nothing. Uh, in favour of Philadelphia. I think Lodolo can keep it tight again, and Suarez has been good. So, yeah, under eight and a half for me, it looked pretty straightforward, Muna. Yeah, the one thing about Ranger Suarez is that he hasn't been very good at home. He's 2-4 and four with a 4.60 ERA. Road record is 6-1 and one with a 2.41 ERA. So, um, 
you know that that kind of gives me pause about backing the um, the Phillies in this spot. Nick Lodolo, like you mentioned, he hasn't been very good on the road either, but he owes, he's he's gone 11 and two-thirds innings pitch, 11 earned runs, and he's given up, you know, I want to see who he's kind of given those numbers up to. Um, let's see here. So he gave up four, sorry, he gave up three to the Brewers. Uh, most of them came against the Cardinals, and then he also gave it up to the Padres. So that's all the way back in April. But um, I don't know. I was, I was kind of stuck on this game. It, it's two pitchers that, are are not doing well on their splits on the road, like I mentioned, Ladolo and Ranger Suarez. But Ranger Suarez has just been in good form, and like you mentioned, he did really well against um, the Reds in his last start, where he went, like you mentioned, seven shutout innings, only allowed three hits, and took the L there. I would probably lean towards taking the uh, first five under in this game with these two pitchers. I, I think I'd want to trust Ladolo here a little bit, and that he's able to, you know, contain this Phillies lineup. So I think under if that number's at four and a half for the first five innings, I would take the under uh, between these two pitchers. Yeah, I think you're right, Rudolph. The splits to concentrate on Le- with Ladolo are the first time he was up in April when you talked about he gave away those ones versus the second time he's come up. And if you can, if you're happy to scratch that first visit, which I am, because he's proved enough in this second visit uh, that he's more than capable. So uh, I'm happy with him. Noah, what do you make of uh, Ladolo against Suarez? So I don't know if I'm just in a mood here, but like again, I'm siding <laughs> with you guys. I, I I think I like the Reds a little bit more with Lodolo on the mound, but Suarez is going really well lately. Lodolo, I'm going to use the same argument I used yesterday with the Dodgers. Uh, left-handed hitter, uh, left-handed pitcher that recently shut down the Dodgers. Dodgers are one of the best left-handed hitting teams in the league. Their OPS dropped 30 points after that um, Lauer start. Now, against the Lodolo start, Brewers' OPS dropped 20 points. They're still fifth in the MLB in OPS at 779 this season. They hit lefties very well. This is a good offense. I think if they see Lodolo another five innings today, they should be able to score some runs off him. However, my college baseball fans and followers, I feel like this Phillies team is like, the LSU Tigers. They're a great hitting team. Their defense is atrocious. So just beware if you're going to back them. Okay. Um, a little nod. I'm going to doff my cap at this point to Captain Encino, who did duff me up in the Fantasy League last week. Um, <laughs> it was tight. It wasn't like pretend tight, like Noah tried to make it sound the week before. This one was actually tight, but the captain did get the better of me. So congratulations. Well done to you. Uh, I'll see you in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know why you're talking down upon my team. I helped you out this week. I beat Cody. Man, I don't care what you do. (laughs) Uh, I'm just playing spoiler out here. You, You were lucky last week. Let the big dogs eat, Noah. Um, 7.05 Eastern, no, first no pitch. Other promotion, come on. It's the Atlanta Braves at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Left-handed pitcher Max Freed goes for Atlanta. And JT Brubaker, the Pirates ace, um, is on the hill for Pittsburgh. Or a massive plus 226 home puppy. Dylan must be loving that. Atlanta minus 272. Totally ever set at eight. Uh, Moon off. Tell us why the uh, home puppy's going to win. Uh, let's see here. Um, I don't think the home puppy's gonna win here. Uh, <laughs> his, his um, you said the Braves, right? Did I hear you yeah, right? Yeah, okay. I thought I heard something else. All right. 
it's really hard to back JT Brubaker for me. I know that uh, Noah has mentioned he's kind of the ace of this rotation, <laughs> but I think it's kind of sad to say that he is. And it's not that he's a bad guy or a bad pitcher. I mean, he has pretty decent numbers at home where he is three and three with a 4.66 ERA, but he has just struggled this season to kind of find his form. I mean, he's three and ten with a four point one nine ERA. I know they're at home, but he's winless on the road. Um, he did have a pretty solid outing against the Braves earlier this uh, season, um, so I'll give him that. But other than that, I mean, if you kind of take a look at the the starts that he's made for the Pirates, four of his last five starts, they have lost um, those games. I know they beat the uh, Red Sox in his last start where he went seven shutout innings and only allowed two hits to the Red Sox. But this Braves team is just at another level right now. And I think that, you know, when you have the ace on the mound for the um, Atlanta Braves in Max Freed, I I think that that's going to give some trouble to the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Looking at the WRC plus numbers over the last two weeks for the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, they are currently, let me see, Pirates are number 18. So they're about a little below league average. Um, this number is, again, way too big for me. I, I would, and even on the run line at minus one and a half, is still at juiced at minus 155. I just think that Max Fried is going to be able to contain this lineup for the Atlanta Braves. And if you had, if I had to make a pick on this game, I would go with the run line on the Braves minus one and a half because, again, they got to win against these poor teams of the, the National League because they are still in that race for the um, NL East Division. I know they're about. Uh, I think they said. I think. I think I saw they were like five games back still, but anything can happen. I think these are the opponents that you kind of have to beat up on if you are the Atlanta Braves. So I'll take the Atlanta Braves run line in this game. Uh, Noah, could you make a case for anything else in this one? Um, my only lean would be I like the home pup with JT Brubaker on the mound. They have always got a fighting chance with him. I'll say that. Um, but I think my favorite play on this one's probably going to be just like a blind strikeout route on Max Freed. Uh, Pirates, they're very prone to striking out against left-handed pitching. Freed has made two straight starts against the Mets. Now, I mean, the Mets have one of the best lineups uh, top 10 lineup in baseball, and they put some stress on Freed's. Freed's lines against the Mets were not like amazing. They were really good, but he only had six strikeouts and five strikeouts. Now, he is good for some starts with eight, seven, nine strikeouts. I think this is one of them against Pittsburgh, his first weak opponent, and I would say four starts. So I really like a strikeout prop here just on the spot. Okay. Uh, all for that. Um, I thought uh, this could go low scoring, and I've taken it as the first five under. Um, because we have, we've talked about Brew Baker uh, a few times recently. He's been going all right. Um, he's got a horrible start thrown in against Philly, four starts back. Um, but his last two, uh, seven scoreless against Boston, and then uh, a two earned run effort at Arizona. Um, his ERA is improving. Uh, and yeah, I quite like what he's been doing. And I think it was you, Noah, who talked us through and made a case for him maybe the last time we were talking. So I agree with everything the two of you said. Freed will keep Pittsburgh quiet. But I think uh, this could be a slow burner and it might take Atlanta maybe six or seven innings to really pile the pressure on. Uh, so I'll take the first five under um, and give a little bit of faith to J.D. Brubaker. 7.05 Eastern first pitch, the Chicago White Sox at the Baltimore Orioles. Dylan Cease uh, for Chicago will take on Austin Voth 
for Baltimore. Lines are... Where there they are. Chicago are minus 159. Baltimore, another home puppy, plus 136. Totally, I set at seven and five. Come straight back to you, Noah, for this one. Yeah, this is like a little bit of a brutal spot here. Chicago, uh, they, on Monday, played a, a single game against the Kansas City Royals, and then now they travel to Baltimore. So they're going from Kansas City to Baltimore. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I just don't know what this – I mean, we say it every weekend. I, I don't know what this White Sox front office sees that we don't. It's like, it's our, it's time to, our, to do our weekly review on TLR, guys. Did you guys see what just happened today? Moonoff, you had the under, right? You're, you're fumed. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you think? Like, the, uh, Of course, so- Kopech wants to throw, though. Yeah, he wants to throw, but again, you have to be smart and know that you pretty much gave away the game within those first two batters or within that first inning where they gave up four four runs. And as soon as he gave up that first walk, you you should have pulled him. And the next batter, I think it was Bobby Witt Jr., where he where he hit, and they and just like that, they had two guys on, uh, and then no outs, and they got the bases loaded. And after that, it was it was it was pretty much Swiss cheese for them, but. White Sox did come back to uh, tie it up, but now the Royals have taken a 6-4 lead head into the top of the nine to close it out. But I, I don't know, man. I, that that one that, that that's not just how uh, you want to start the week, uh, you no. know, putting out picks. But, I mean, you know, that was just a stupid decision. Yeah, I mean, Meat Hook and our Discord channel, like I, I am a huge Kopech supporter. I think he's got all the talent in the world. Um, but, I mean, he is a little bit of a mental midget. And when something's bothering him, whether it's in the crowd or the other dugout, or just a little bit of a tweak in his knee like he did in the last. It sounded like it was his last pitch in warm-ups, tweaked his knee that he's already injured once before the season and had to leave a start early. And like the first inning again, it was kind of like the same situation. It was very early in the game. Um, So, yeah, he was just very bothered by that. Um, And this game here, Insano in the chat pointing out another good one, uh, the bullpen's going to be exhausted. Uh, That's the whole reason why you get a spot starter or uh, get a long reliever in there instead of, I mean, having Kopech go and yeah. trying to piece piece that thing together after the first inning. Um, so back to this Orioles game here. Um, this team, they're the Baltimore W's. They're not the Baltimore O's. And in my <laughs> opinion, Dylan Cease, he slipped a little bit, in a little bit. Like, in his last five starts, I can poke holes, okay? Like, not he's he's not giving up many runs, but he's also not been like electric shutdown uh, punch out guy. Four strikeouts, eight strikeouts, five strikeouts, seven strikeouts, four strikeouts. That's nothing like the double digits almost every start that we're seeing, that we were seeing in the front half of the season in twenty two in twenty twenty two. I can't talk. Cease he has totaled a twelve and five record, two oh nine ERA, one hundred seventy eight strikeouts, fifty one. Eight walks, 133.2 innings pitch. Now for Baltimore, Austin Voth is starting. He's three and one in ten starts, 4.86 ERA, 62 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 66.2 innings pitched. Early in the season, Voth was a train wreck in the bullpen, and he was starting games. And I loved, I loved fading him. But in his last seven games, he has a 2.20 ERA. So a guy who was once one of my favorite fades has killed me lately. And we all know that uh, the Baltimore home trend and they have the fourth best bullpen in the MLB. Give me the birds here, guys. Yes. Uh, no surprise. I'm going to agree with you here for a few reasons. Noah. Uh, firstly, I think I, uh, oh, Baltimore, a pick today after they've uh, 
Yeah, they've they've got me over the line for my first uh, pre-season bet of the day. Um, so it was an auto-pick for me. However, um, you see, Insano makes a great point there that they are using the bullpen up. It's another travel spot. Baltimore have got a day off today uh, just to have a little a little rest. So they're going to have a day off on Monday before they play this game on Tuesday. And they're just they're more than feisty. They're genuinely decent, uh, Baltimore. Uh, plus 135. I mean, KC, you've turned... Uh, the White Sox over today at plus 130. Oh, they haven't yet. I'm going to jinx. I'm going to mush my own bet here. Uh, my dog of the day was KC, so I'm not going to mush it, uh, but the uh, KC were plus 130. Baltimore, similar price today. Absolutely no reason. Uh, all the value there um, is with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, so that will be my bet. Um, the lines that we're giving you here on the MLB Gambling did Podcast. Moonaf, so, did, did I get to Moonaf? Did I ignore you, Moonaf? Oh, I did. Sorry, mate. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to mention, I mean, I agree with everything you guys just said there. And I think kind of going off of what uh, Insano said is um, this bullpen is going to be exhausted. Dylan Seas does have good numbers um, against, uh, I'm sorry, that's against the Royals. Let me filter this down to the Orioles. Um, yeah, he's 2-0 in his career with a 2.00 ERA. You know, with the mention that the bullpen got used up today, I would probably look at a Dylan Seas out-issued uh, prop if you are a prop better because they are going to net they're going to have to get hit at least six or seven innings out of Dylan Cease tomorrow with the amount of arms that they did have to use up today uh, with uh, with the uh, Chicago White Sox so I think that's one area I'm going to look at tomorrow morning uh, when this number does come out for the uh, for Dylan Cease outs issued yeah that's a really good steer moon up actually that's a great angle to uh, to tackle it from uh, apologies for for overlooking you there, mate. Um, the just because just your team is ahead of us on the EPL table doesn't mean you look over me. Out of sight, <laughs> out of mind, you see. Out of sight, out of mind. We've got bigger for all those years that they were at the bottom, right? Yeah, there you go. we've got we've got bigger fish to fry now, boys. Uh, the win bet is the title sponsor here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. That's where we're fetching all these lines. Um, and if you get across there, it's a perfect place um, to bet on MLB reduced juice currently. In all MLB games, you've got the $100 new customer bonus. Where bet your $100, you'll get a free $100 bet. Uh, We've also just released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. Um, brackets, Derek Carr is the right answer there. Loads to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bets available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. A great tool uh, if you are a DJ is Odds Trader. Um, Odds Trader does everything for you, puts it all in the palm of your hand, compares odds from all major sports books, uh, compares the different sign up codes and promotions uh, so you can make sure you get the best, best value for your money. And then Odds Trader will give you stuff like. Um, player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, game day, whether all the really important stuff, as well as a bet tracker, uh, so you can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Do that at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all your game day bets. And also run your pool, the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together. Run your pool offers, pick them, survivors, fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for all those kind of things. Um, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store for the winner. 
Sign up today at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. 7-10 Eastern first pitch. The San Francisco Giants and the Detroit Tigers. Left-hander Carlos Rodon goes for the Giants. And Drew Hutchison goes for Noah's Tigers. The Lions are another prohibitive favourite. San Francisco minus 217. Detroit plus 184. Total area set at seven. Uh, Carlos Rodon, 11 and six on the season. 289 ERA. Pitched 140 and one third with 179 Ks. Drew Hutchison is one and six with a 423 ERA. 66 innings, 42 strikeouts. Rodon's been great. Going along nicely. Uh, three and one in his last five. 267 ERA. He's had one bad start in that span. But his last four... Uh, 24 on third pitch. He's only given up four earned runs. Um, he's also got three double-figure strikeout games in that span as well. So maybe a strikeout prop. Um, Noah might be able to give us a steer on that in a little minute. Uh, Drew Hutchison, uh, 386 ERA in his last five. Been a little bit better, actually. Um, they never win, uh, the Detroit Tigers. When, well, they never win anyway, but they, they win even less when Hutchison's on the mound. They, they seem to dislike him. Um, the, there's been no more than eight runs in those games where Hutchison's uh, started, uh, where he's played. They just they get beat 4-1, 5-1, that kind of thing. And this pretty much is what I think tomorrow. My play is going to be San Francisco Giants to win and under seven. Um, this is going to be three to one or four to one. It just fits into a pattern, and if it's not broken, don't fix it. Uh, so we'll just go with it again. Uh, SFG and under uh, for me. Little parlay there. Um, uh, strikeouts for Carlos Rodon. Noah, uh, is that a good play or not? You're on mute. Bingo. Yeah. Again, after the ads, I just didn't catch it. You know. It's a lefty. The Tigers don't really strike out as much against lefties. They actually do pretty okay. well. Um, but Rodon does very well against the Tigers. <laughs> In his last four starts, he's made four starts since the beginning of 2021. He is 3-0. Um, In the first three outings, two hits, one hit, two hits. And then the last outing when he was a giant uh, at the Bay, the Tigers recorded seven hits, but only one run. And that one, they only struck out four times. And that was this year's team again. So like, I, I don't know if that's like a necessarily great play with the Rodon, but I'm definitely backing him against the Tigers here. He just normally mows us down. Um, so the discord loves Tigers unders as well. Um, somebody mm -hmm. said yesterday, I wish I had their name in front of me, but it was like peanut butter and jelly <laughs> Detroit Tigers and unders. Um, so I love your little parlay there. Malcolm, uh, same game parlay. I like it. Okay. Uh, Mudaf. Yeah. I mean, this offense right now for the um, Detroit Tigers is they're just not producing runs and they've been under machines. You know, we saw that, they play the Guardians. You know, we saw that with the, uh, their last series. I believe it was against the Angels. And, um, you know, Rodon, you mentioned the numbers there. He's been going along very well. Did actually have a start against the Tigers earlier this year where he only allowed one earned run in uh, six uh, six innings uh, and had four strikeouts in that game. He has gotten into – he's been subpar on the road, I guess we can say. He's 5-5, five and five, 3.72 ERA. But against AL Central opponents this season, 2-0 and oh with a 1.38 ERA. 
Drew Hutchinson has gotten in trouble at home where he's only one in five with a 4.71 ERA. Um, but I think you got to continue riding this under. I don't, I, these are two offenses that are not going to be producing and haven't been producing, right? I don't trust this Giants offense uh, either. If you're able to get a seven and a half, maybe tomorrow. I know the current number is seven right now, uh, but I, I think I do like the, I'm sorry, the under in this game as well. Okay, next game is. Um... Hang on, I'm just taking my socks off. Sorry, two seconds. Something got very hot, boys. Live, uh, live wardrobe adjustment here. Just don't take anything else off, please. Okay, so I've got some pants on tonight, Moon. I think we're pleased to hear. Step 10 is first pitch. The LA Angels at the Tampa Bay Rays, where Jose Suarez uh, takes the ball, the lefty, for the LA Angels, and Corey Kluber goes for the Tampa Bay Rays. The Angels are plus 152. Tampa Bay are minus 177. Total air is low at seven. Moonaf taking away Angels at the Rays. Yeah, Jose Suarez on the mound for the Angels. Uh, three and two so far this, uh, sorry, over his last five games, uh, 3.08 ERA on the road so far this year. Two and two with a 3.44 ERA. Um, his last start was against the Mariners, where he went five and a third inning, allowed three earned runs off of four hits. Did have five strikeouts in that game. Um, he, he he hasn't faced the prior to the Seattle game. He didn't face any good offenses. I mean, he faced the A's twice, got victories there, one nothing and three one. Prior to that, he faced the Kansas City Royals, where they got the victory there, six nothing. And then before that, he got blown up by the Dodgers. Now you're going to take it on a Rays team that again, offensively, just not a very good team right now. And looking at the WRC plus numbers for the Tampa Bay Rays. Over the last um, two weeks, uh, they are number 14, so a little above league average uh, against left-handed pitching. Uh, don't strike out a lot against left-handed pitching either. They're number 18 in that category as well. Corey Kluber, 7-7 seven and seven with a 4.33 ERA, 111 strikeouts, 18 walks. Last five games, he has struggled. He's 1-2 with a 6.28 ERA. Uh, his last start was against the Yankees, where he did go six innings and allowed two earned runs, did strike out eight batters. And prior to that, that's where he had his bad start. That's why his ERA is inflated over his last five games, which against the Baltimore Orioles, a five and two-thirds, gave up seven earned runs off of ten hits. Uh, to the Orioles in that game. So he does give up runs, uh, does um, Ray, sorry, does Corey Kluber. Um, he's given up at least three earned runs in four of his last five starts. Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't, I, do I have faith in the Angels offense? I'm not sure, but I feel like this is a big number for Corey Kluber in the Rays here. Um, I think there may be some value at least in the first five innings for the Los Angeles Angels here with Jose Suarez, left-handed pitcher on the mound. Um, again, you might check the lineups first because I know Otani left on Sunday with I think it was an illness uh, in that game. So I'm not sure if he's going to be starting on Monday night or not. But I, I think there may be some value here on uh, the Angels here to get some runs on Corey Kluber. So I like him in the first five innings. I don't trust his uh, Angels bullpen at all. So I'll take the uh, Angels' first five uh, money line here, uh, 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 Moonaf, if you've got a handkerchief to hand, now might be a good time to get it out because I think you're going to be quite proud now. This feels like the last moment in my development from a novice MLB handicapper to a pro because I handicapped this game and 
early angels on the first five was what I came down on, Moonoff. I've eventually, I've reached you. You've dragged me up to your level. Um, <laughs> how, how do you feel? I feel great. I feel like you've uh, you're, you've grown over the past uh, I have. season and a half. So uh, yeah, you're 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 getting it. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, Suarez <laughs> has been going well, and I think Corey Kluber is knackered. He looks tired to me. Yep. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him sort of hit the IL pretty soon, either for a rest more than anything, or if there is something ailing him, because, yeah, he just looks a little bit on the slide. So it's a low total. Um, I don't fancy the Angels' full game, but I did think they could get ahead. And, yeah, exactly the same as yourself. Uh, Noah, what do you think? Now, now, guys, we're predicting injuries with uh, a guy that, I mean, He's going up against the team that strikes out the most in the MLB. Most prone to strikeouts in the MLB. Um, this is at least a nice little spot. Like He's had, in his last four starts, eight strikeouts against the Yankees, ten strikeouts against the uh, – oh, caught myself – Guardians, four strikeouts ooh, against daily. the Orioles, five against the Tigers. He has had a nice little stretch here of strikeouts. I'm not saying he's been pitching well. Uh, the ERA is up there. I think he's going to give up a couple of runs. I like your little uh, first fives on the Angels. But when it comes to strikeouts, it's going to be at like four and a half, five and a half. I really like the over. But as for as for that, I think you guys have handicapped this one correctly. I'm going to go with the Angels as well. Okay, we can all win on that then. Angels first five. Kuba get some strikeouts along the way. Uh, next game is uh, we've got a TBD pitchers here. Um we think we've got pitchers. I certainly got no lines. Seven uh, ten Eastern. It's the Toronto Blue Jays at the Boston Red Sox. Um, I think it's Ross Stripling um, going for Toronto. That's TBD. The pitcher I hadn't seen, who I now do see, is uh, Josh Winkowski uh, going for Boston. I say no lines on this um, as yet. Um, Noah, you can lead us off with this one. Was there much on this? Do you see any lines, or uh, is this one you wanted to whiz past? I had no lines, but I did have those same projected starters. Uh, a couple of nuggets here, though. Toronto, they're 4-1 and one in their last five games. And in their last five games at Fenway Park, they've won every single one of them. Uh, Ross Stripling, who we're both projecting to start here. He's 5-3, and three, 293 ERA, 74 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 89 innings pitched. 338 road ERA, 245 ERA in his last five starts. Josh Winkowski for Boston. He's 5-6 with a 5-19 ERA, 36 Ks, 21 walks in 60.2 innings pitched. He got blasted by the Pirates for six runs and five innings in his last start. And plus, he has a 6-11 home ERA inside Fenway Park. So um, if Ross Stripling, I don't even know if I have to see Ross Stripling. I kind of like Toronto in this spot here. They're going, um, and they have all the momentum trying to catch the Yankees here in the AL East. Yeah, the Blue Jays certainly look look a lot better uh, past the eye test. And Stripling was great. I think it was his first start back after a little break uh, last time out and he went really well. I've got no lines, therefore I've got no leans or picks. Uh, Moon, off anything on this one? I would probably lean just towards the over in this game. Um, like you mentioned, Josh Winkowski has not been – he hasn't – or he's pitching for the Red Sox, but he just hasn't been very good over his last five games. Two and two with a 6.46 ERA. He's given up at least three earned runs and four of his uh, sorry three out of his last five starts. He got blown up by the Pirates in his <laughs> last start, and now you have a hot offense like the Toronto Blue Jays, who are, you know, they're 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 breathing down the neck of the New York Yankees for that AL East division. So they've got some momentum here. I think this is an opportunity for them to go into Fenway Park 
um, and then, you know, give them the business like they did, you know, I think it was last month or earlier this year, or sorry, earlier this month, where they just absolutely hammered them um, in that series. I mean, there's one game where they put up like 28 runs. So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ross, Ross Tripling, he's been, he's been pretty good for um, the Toronto Blue Jays. I know he had his first start, or sorry, uh, yeah, he had a start back after coming off the IL against the Baltimore Orioles, where he was really good, six and a third innings pitch, only allowed one hit in that game. So, I mean, he also faced Boston earlier this season where it was back on, sorry, July 24th. Four innings, still out two earned runs, but the uh, offense really carried the Toronto Blue Jays in that game where they won eight to four. So um, I think this is an opportunity for the Blue Jays, again, to get some more wins here. Um, just, again, the Red Sox are just not having a great season. Um, they're, they're, they just they can't hit. The pitching has been questionable all season long, so I think it's a good opportunity for the Blue Jays to go in there and, and steal a victory here or get a victory here, I'm starting to say. Uh, I would go on the run line on this game for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I don't know if the Blue Jays are breathing down the neck. Uh, if the Yankees just yet enough, but they could maybe hear the footsteps uh, if they listen carefully. Uh, Easton three starts against Boston. By the way, he has a three twenty ERA in those. So this year, a nice ad. Uh, eight ten Easton first pitch. The Arizona Diamondbacks against the Kansas City Royals, who have cashed my dog already uh, today. They've just uh, closed out on the White Sox six to four. Uh, Zach Davis will go for the Arizona Diamondbacks and Jonathan Heasley goes for the Kansas City Royals. The lines in this one are Arizona are a road favourite, minus 125. Uh, KC is slight underdog at plus 105. Total here is 8.5. Uh, Zach Davis is 2-4 and four on the season with a 3.99 ERA. He's pitched 97 innings with 74 strikeouts. Heasley is 1-7, a 5.61 ERA. 61 innings and 46 strikeouts. Uh, Davis is uh, 4.09 in his last five starts. He doesn't go very deep into games like Davis. No more than five innings pitched. Um, and he has been slightly worse on the road as well. He's got a 4.68 ERA. So I don't really fancy the Diamondbacks much um, at minus 125. I don't know if the D Diamondbacks should be uh, road favourites anywhere. However, um, Heasley, it's hard to inspire confidence as well. He's really struggling. 785 ERA in his last seven starts. He's given up 25 earned runs in his last 28 and two-thirds innings. Um, just looks like an over. I know both offences can be a little bit weak, but we've said recently that Kansas City are more than capable, actually. They put up six tonight. I mean, a repeat of uh, tonight's game, six to four, that'll do us. I think both pitchers can contribute. Uh, both teams can get a few hits and runs. Uh, over eight and a half for me, Munaf. Yeah, I like the first five innings uh, uh, over in this game. It's, if that eight and a half, you probably get a four and a half for sure with these two pitchers. I mean, Jonathan Hazley, like you mentioned, he, he went into, sorry, he was sent down to the uh, minor leagues for the Kansas City Royals. He did have a start. Um, for them and he allowed four earned runs in that start to uh i forgot which team it was i just had it in front of me uh yeah it was louisville on august 16th where he gave up four earned runs in five innings pitch six hits uh did allow three walks in that game as well to a minor league team and now you're coming up into the big leagues i understand it is a diamondbacks but you know he 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 has you know just he struggled overall. There's no better way to put it. Even if it's against the Arizona Diamondbacks team, he did face this uh, Arizona Diamondbacks team back on May 24th. Five innings, he did allow three earned runs to them. Six walks in that game, he gave up to the Diamondbacks. So if the Diamondbacks are able to stay patient at the plate, get some base runners on, manufacture runs by playing small ball, whether fly outs, 
you know, um, stealing base and things like that. I can, I think they can put up at least two in the first five. And like you mentioned, the Royals offense, you know, they're able to put up runs. We saw that today against the White Sox. I know it was against a bullpen, but they do have, they have hitters in this, in the, on this roster and is in his batting lineup where guys can hit for average and they can steal bases. And I think it's going to be an opportunity where we do see runs early with these two pitchers. So I think we see maybe six runs scored um, in the first five innings here. So I'll take the over four and a half uh, between these two teams and these two pitchers. Uh, Captain Insano's touting the uh, walks for Zach Davis uh, in the chat there. At least two walks in 13 of his 19 starts. So if you can find a plus one and a half, might be a way to go. Uh, Noah, what do you think about this? Yeah, I like the over Malcolm. I'm not going to really, really add much more to this. Um, easily, you look up the fantasy rankings, he's in the bottom five of all pitchers in the MLB. So that should say enough about his... I don't know, reputation this year in the 2022 season. So um, these D-backs, they do have cap- capable bats in the top of that order and Varsho and Cattell Marte and a couple others that should be able to take advantage of a weak pitcher here. Yeah, it's a shame about Hughes because he's got um, lovely hair. Uh, <laughs> 8 10 Eastern first pitches, the Minnesota Twins at the Houston Astros. We've got a TBD pitcher for Minnesota and Justin Verlander for the Houston Astros. Uh, no lines for this one at all. Uh, moving off your hometown Astros, have you got much to add with this lack of information here? No, it's uh, Carlos Correa's return to the Astros since he left in free agency. So um, I think a lot, I'm trying to get out there for the game tomorrow and say, you know, just see Verlander pitch as well. But, um, you know, Verlander did have a start against the Twins earlier this year, eight shutout innings. He only allowed one hit to this Minnesota Twins team. Um, twins are in a sticky situation here. They, they play uh, on Monday evening against the Texas Rangers. They got to get on a flight to Houston. Houston does have the day off today, I believe, on Monday. Um, so now you, you have to go up against the ace of the Houston Astros. I would probably look at Astros minus one and a half in this game, um, in, despite whoever is pitching for the Minnesota Twins. Again, Verlander's just been in great form at home, 7-1, 2.18 ERA. Has given up three on runs over his last two starts here, but I think that you know he can find his form and dominate against the Twins like he did uh, earlier this year, where he, like I said, threw eight shutout innings, only allowed one hit. So um, I'd, I'd lean with the Astros minus one and a half run line on this game. Uh, Noah, do you have a read on this Houston game? I'll keep it nice and quick because it's exciting times and we have a lot of ads to get through for this episode. Um, rule number one betting MLB for me anyway is you just don't. Fade Justin Verlander. That's it. So, go ahead. Fair enough. Yeah, I've got absolutely nothing on this one at all without a, without a Minnesota pitch. I think uh, both teams, um, in my instinct, uh, tells me that they're both sort of under teams. And I know I've done well taking Houston unders uh, recently. So, that might be a way to go, depending on who goes for the Minnesota Twins. Um, I had my first uh, fantasy draft last night when I came home from the football uh, with the uh, full of beer so I think I managed it okay uh, Sleeper is the place that I did that it was the SGPN uh, DGENS League Sleeper is a great uh, fantasy platform app the, the fastest growing in the industry but they have added an overall under game uh, to that app now where if you pick a sport pick your players and pick the props uh, you can win anywhere from 2 to 20 times your stake uh, by being right on them NFL season is right around the corner and Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into that fantasy experience. Um, if you join our listener group uh, on your phone, 
Use the code sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Get a $100 match on your first deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Uh, Trade Coffee, uh, another one of our favourites here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best taste in coffee by using independent craft roasters from all around their big cities and small towns. It's expert tasted coffee. They've got 450 different kinds live and ready for you. Uh, you need to take the quiz is the thing to do. Uh, if you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP, take the quiz uh, and then Trade Coffee will match you with the perfect coffee for you. Answer a few questions. You'll get your own personalised variety. Um, you can have it as whole beans or ground however you take it so yeah drinktrade.com slash sgp to take the quiz and drink trade uh trade are offering subscribers a total of 30 dollars off their first order plus free shipping that is drinktrade.com slash sgp for 30 dollars off 840 eastern first pitches the texas rangers at the colorado rockies where dane dunning will go for texas and her man marquette's Starts for Colorado. Texas are plus 110. Colorado minus 130. Total here is big. It's set at 11. Uh, Noah, Texas at Colorado. He's on mute after the adverts again. Come on. No, you're kidding. You're kidding. Okay. It's set at 11. He's on a hat trick. It's set at yeah. 11 for Ooh. a reason, Malcolm. Okay. Uh, first off, Texas travels from Minnesota to Denver. Texas, they're 6-3 and three in their last nine games. In the last week and a half, the Rockies have beaten the Cardinals and Giants at Coors in series. So um, guess what, though? Dane Dunning, he's going to struggle here at mile-high altitude. His number one pitch that he uses is the sinker at 41% of the time. He also throws his changeup 21% of the time. But also, Herman Marquez does not pitch well at home either with a 592 Coors ERA. The total is set at 11, like I mentioned, for a reason, like Malcolm mentioned, for a reason. I love it, and I also lean Colorado on the money line here, just for good time's sake. Texas, Dane Dunning on the season. He's 3-6, 406 ERA, 108 strikeouts, 50 walks in 124 innings. And for Colorado, Herman Marquez, he's 6-10 and 10 on the year, 505 ERA, 108 strikeouts, 47 walks, and 133.2 innings pitched. How about you guys? Uh, Moonaf, um, Colorado at all? Give me Colorado all day here. Uh, this yeah. is lock of the day potential. Um, we've talked a lot about Dane Dunning throughout this season. Back him at home, fade him on the road. 0-5 on the road so far this year, 5.08 ERA. Um, again, uh, Noah highlighted it there. Travel spot, Minnesota to Colorado to altitude. I think that this is going to be a tough spot for them. Marquez historically has been pretty good against the Texas Rangers. I mean, I know it dates back to uh, 2020, which is, I mean, I think that's a pretty good sample here, but he's had four appearances against them. Despite having an 0-3 record, he has a 2.92 ERA against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, his last start was back in 2021 in texas where he did allow four earned runs in six innings but other than that he didn't allow more than two earned runs in the prior three starts so i think situationally looking at the spot i think this is a good spot for the colorado Rockies. so um i'll take the rockies here and give me the rockies team total over in this game as well malcolm do you yeah. see the word used in the chat by the way 
<laughs> Buffoon, correct. Well done, Dryden. Dryden has shot straight to the top of my listener power rankings with the use of the word buffoon. Uh, attention paid beautifully. Um, Moon, so you might have to get that. You might have to get that handkerchief uh, back out again, Moon. Oh. Um, I think I think it's time that you can send me off into the big wide world by myself. I have learned everything I'm going to learn from you. Um, I've got Colorado, um, the. Uh, on the money line at minus 130 with a little L for lock next to it with a question mark, which is exactly what you said. Um, yeah, lockstep moving off. Or there's that little CCTV camera that I put in your house finally kicked in and I've started paying attention. You decide moving off, but it's Colorado for me for all the reasons you were paying up. Colorado at home, man. It's, it's that straightforward. Uh, minus 130. I will take them all day. Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitch. Is the Cleveland Guardians at the San Diego Padres, where Aaron Savale for Cleveland will take on Mike Clevenger of the Padres. The Guardians are plus 140, San Diego minus 166, total set at eight. Savale is two and five, 563 ERA, or was that a 363 ERA? Can't read me on writing. Would probably make a big. 563, okay. That would make a difference on the handicap. Uh, 64 <laughs> innings and 66 strikeouts. Uh, Clevenger, 4 and 4, 363 ERA, 74 and one third and 66 strikeouts. Um, Smalley is going okay in his last five. Um, he's only given up four earned runs over his last 18 innings. He has been in this little AL Central bubble where they just get to play sort of the Tigers and then the Rose on a loop um, out of his comfort zone now going... Um, up against the Padres. Clevenger, 296 home ERA. Um, but two of his last three starts have been a little bit dodgy, but they've been on the road, and I do think he's uh, he's a lot better at home. I expect better from him tomorrow. I think this can go under. I've struggled a little bit with this one, actually. I would have to just say, Moon, after I've learned everything I can learn, I, I had a lot of question marks on this one. I was struggling to come to a, to come to a sensible decision. I've got under eight, but it's a weak... It's a weak underrate. I really, uh, it's a, it's not a confidently even a little bit. Um, I fear for Savali on the road a little bit. So yeah, I've got underrate, but I certainly wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be putting any great stock in that one, Moon. What what have you got to teach me about this game? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it there that he has just struggled on the road. And I know a lot of those came in the month of April. Um, and he's only had, I think, let's see here, one, two, three, four-ish road starts since the month, month of April. So he's only averaged about one per month. Uh, but we're all kind of waiting or we're just coming to the realization that this offense for the Padres is not good. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but Mike Levenger at home is a pitcher that that I think I can get behind. Despite having a one and two record, he does have a two point nine six ERA. He's pitched twenty seven and one third innings and only allowed nine earned runs. And you look at Aaron Savali on the road so far this season. He's pitched um, thirty one innings and allowed twenty five earned runs on the road. So he's he's faced NL West teams as well uh earlier this season where i believe it was the San Francisco Giants that he gave up three earned runs to and four innings pitched but i mean if there is a spot where this Padres team puts up runs it has to be against Aaron Savali in this spot um at a mi- minus 165 price i'm not sure if i can get behind that <sighs> I would probably look at I would look at the run line because if the Padres do win, 
I think it would have to be by it's going to be by two or more runs. And I, I just don't trust Savali on the road. I think I trust Mike Clevenger at the house. So I will take I'll take the Padres run line here at a plus money odds. I think that this is a game where the offense gets at least five runs for the Padres against uh, Aaron Savali and the Cleveland Guardians. Okay, Noah, um, Guardians at Padres. There was one thing that you guys didn't mention about Clevenger. It's a revenge uh, spot team. for spot, Sunshine. Revenge spot for yeah, Sunshine. Yeah, I was, I, was on my mind right before Malcolm took over. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm on it. I'm all over. Uh, I kind of, I don't know if I can trust the offense. Uh, I'm still one of the, one of the four of us that are high enough to have the Padres in my top ten. They yep. didn't squeak in to our power rankings this weekend. Um, nope. But not for me a couple of you guys had the guardians. So I guess I'm a little bit nervous that I'm not quite seeing what you guys are seeing in this Cleveland team. Um, I'm just going to go with the under, because I think that uh, Clevenger should go well. And Savali is a little bit of a question, but this Padres lineup is a question as well. So I like the under. You're all obsessed with this revenge spot thing. Sean and Ryan talk about it on the NFL all the time. I just don't get it. Like I, I don't think it is. As, honestly, as a- as a player, it is 100% yeah, true. Especially yeah. since they traded him away, and his life has been awful. He's had like two so not, Tommy John surgeries in the last two and a half years since they traded him to San Diego. So he, he doesn't try his best in his other starts, so he can save it up for this start. 100%. Yeah, yeah bollocks. Absolutely so, Ma- bollocks. Malcolm, Malcolm, so when you, yes. when you, when you uh, have a game when you're playing with the Nighthawks, who's your rival? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a Do team they have called some rivals out there. Come on, there's a team called rugby that we hate. So don't you get extra motivated to play them and try to beat them? But that means you're cheating the rest of the time, doesn't it? Especially no, I mean, as a slicer, like, though, it's hard to not get. A you can make more noise stood stood in the dugout. You can make more noise and be a bit more rowdy, but you can't give any more effort on the field, or you no, shouldn't be you, doing it in the first place. Yeah, but you want to go out and and like beat a team that traded you or gave up on you too right like mindset. i think that of course you do yeah yeah so clevenger shouldn't go out and do that against the guardians it's a revenge. honestly this is the kind of situation where my four thousand miles of separation does me a favor over you like you're all no. too <laughs> insulated oh, you're a God. weird bunch honestly you know what uh, the padres went 10 nothing uh, on tuesday night <laughs> yeah it's malcolm in the morning hey he oh, we- or clevenger throws a no-hitter <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love. We that. look forward to that then. Uh, Nine forty Eastern first pitch. The Miami Marlins at the Oakland Athletics. Pablo Lopez for Miami and Zach Logue. I think we stuck with left-handed yeah. pitcher goes for Oakland. Uh, home put me here. Oakland plus one twenty. Miami minus one forty. Total at seven. Uh, moon off Pablo Lopez. Is he's on the slide? Isn't he? Yeah, he's on the slide big time. I don't know what's going on. Uh, we talked about this last pod where we thought he would turn it around against the Padres, but he gave up six earned runs and four and two-thirds innings pitched to them. And over his last five games, he's one and three with a 6.84 ERA. So he's allowed four, at least four earned runs over his, uh, three of his last four starts. They've been against pretty good offenses, I guess we can say. Atlanta, uh, it was in there. They had the Mets in there as well. Padres were in a spot where I think they were trying to avoid the sweep against Pablo Lopez and the Marlins, and the offense showed up for them. And, you know, you're going up against the A's team. I think this is a little bit of a feisty bunch, but are they going to be uh, – is this a spot where Pablo Lopez gets right or does, does his uh, struggles continue? I think that's why we're here to handicap these games. But there's no way in hell <laughs> I'm putting my money behind Zach Logue where he's 3-7 and seven on the season with a 6.35 ERA. Over his last five games, he's 1-4 and four 
with an 8.22 ERA. Um, just has not been very good. And when he goes up against a, a decent offense or a good offense, he'll give it up. Last start, seven earned runs against the Rangers. Gave up six against the Astros. He gave up three to the Detroit Tigers. Um, he had one good start at home against the Houston Astros. Um, and then against the Rangers, he also gave up four earned runs as well uh, in a home start. I, I, I can't get behind him, Malcolm. I really can't. Um, I think this is a spot where Pablo Lopez does bounce back. Um, I like the I do like the Marlins here in this game. Possibly look at a Marlins team total in this game as well um, between these two squads. So Marlins uh, money line for me, um, and then also look at Marlins uh, uh, team total in this game as well. Uh, Noah, any love for Zach Luke? No love for either of these teams. This game is terrible. I feel like this is one of those series from earlier in the season when we were talking about the Pirates and Nationals, and my line was just. If you're going to bet it, call 1-800-GAMBLER because I have no idea <laughs> who's going to show up here and play well. Um, the Miami Marlins have the worst offense against left-handed <laughs> pitching. Their OPS is below 600. This thing is at 598. The next worst team is actually the Cleveland Guardians at 627. They are 30 points lower than the next and the lowest team against left-handed pitching. And it like, most of your lineups are going to be right-handed hitters. You should be pretty good against <laughs> left-handed pitching. Now let's go to the Oakland Athletics. They have the second-worst offense in all of the MLB against everybody. But against right-handed pitching, they, again, have the second-worst offense, only ahead of the Detroit Tigers, who are historically bad. So, really, I have no idea what you want from me in this game. The edge here is Pablo Lopez if he wakes up. That's all I'm going to say because he has been rough. He's been good start, bad start, good start. He's had two bad starts in a row. This should be a good start. It is against one of the worst lineups in all of the MLB. He should wake up, but I can't promise that. Um, I've got the athletics here. Um, I think we talked about pitchers who were starting to tire a little bit. Uh, we mentioned Corey Kluber. I think the earlier one we mentioned was Frankie Montas maybe at the top of the show as well. And I put Pablo Lopez in this envelope now uh, a little bit. And as much as um, I don't really trust Zach Logue, this is going to be a low-scoring game. The total set at seven. Uh, so there's not going to be much between them. Uh, so at the price of plus 120, I'm going to give the Oakland Athletics a chance. I've got loads of dogs. Uh, I've got dogs coming out of my ears tonight. So, yeah, let's take another one. Uh, with Oakland. Malcolm, I have a question for you. Yes. I have Pablo Lopez on my fantasy team and I'm playing Captain Insano for you. Would you like yeah. me to start Pablo Lopez? What What should I do here? Yeah, mate, you start him. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so too. I mean, it's the worst, it's the second worst offense in the MLB. If you're sitting Lopez against the Athletics, mate, uh, it's, you should just drop him at that point. Yeah, you're absolutely in trouble, yeah. 10 um, 10 Eastern first pitch is the Washington Nationals at the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Eric Fetty will go up against the lefty Robbie Ray for Seattle. Lines are Washington plus 217. Seattle are very short, minus 263. Total here is set at 7.5. Uh, straight back to you, Noah, for Eric Feddy against Robbie Ray. Uh, the Nationals are 5-13 and 13 in the last 18 games, but beware, they are 9-9 nine and nine against the spread in those games. Uh, and, I mean, if you're betting the Seattle's run line, just... Uh, make sure you know that uh, Eric Fetty for Washington is five and seven, four ninety five ERA, seventy strikeouts, forty seven walks, and ninety two point two innings pitched this year. He's coming off the IR. Uh, he last pitched July twenty fourth. He has a five seventy five ERA on the road this year. 
And for Seattle, it's Robbie Ray. He's 9-8 and eight with a 387 ERA, 166 strikeouts, 51 walks, and 142 innings pitched. He has a 238 ERA in his last three starts uh, against uh, pretty good teams. He's got a 286 home ERA. This one seems pretty easy on paper. I'll take that dangerous run line against Washington here with Seattle. Okay, uh, Moon Half, I reckon you've got the same play here. Yeah, I'm looking at Washington's numbers against left-handed pitching uh, over the last two weeks, and they rank number 19 in WRC+. Plus. Uh, looking at their team batting average, uh, that goes up to number 13. Uh, Robbie Ray, has, has he's he's been okay over his last three starts. Actually, he's been pretty good over his last three starts. He did face the Yankees where he, he struck out seven and only allowed two earned runs to them in a six and a third. He went seven innings against the Angels, um, where we know they're not just on a very good offense right now. And he had two starts prior to that against the Astros, where he did get into trouble because, again, it is the Astros, one of the best offenses in the league. So he is four and three at home this season with a 2.80 ERA. And I'm looking at, um, you know, how Washington does against uh, left handed pitching strikeout wise. Over the last two weeks, they do strike out about 26.3% strikeout percentage which ranks number seven in the entire league so depending on the number for robbie ray's strikeouts i may look at that i think eight and a half will be too much my guess probably comes out at seven and a half i still feel like that's a hair too high but as far as the game i I think this is a game where the mariners do come back and respond after taking in uh i think they lost the final two games against the a's in that series so if they're going to be contending in the uh, american league wild card race i think this is a game where they need to get against his Nationals team. So I think that the run line here for the Seattle Mariners, minus one and a half, minus 120 would be my play. Eric Fetty is uh, coming back after missing an entire month for the Washington Nationals. So maybe there's some rust there. And he's also prone to giving up walks. Um, prior to him leaving, he had at least uh, three walks and four straight starts uh, in those games. And I know he did face the Seattle Mariners where he did have a good outing. Uh, five and uh, five and a third innings pitch. He only allowed two earned runs off of six hits. But I think this is an opportunity for the Mariners to get back home, to go up against a guy that's coming off the IL um, and take care of some uh, business uh, to stay alive in that AL wild card race with, quote unquote, their ace on the mound. And again, Robbie Ray has been better at home versus the road. So I'll take the Mariners uh, minus one and a half here. Um, I'm going to follow a little bet that's been going okay for me uh, over the last week or so, and that's uh, Washington on the run line. I'm going to take Washington uh, with the extra run and a half here to keep it close. I think that would have cashed. I've just been having a look, actually. Seven out the last nine, certainly. Five out the last six. They've either they've lost by one run a couple of times to the Padres. They then obviously won a couple of those games, lost by one run to the Cubs, uh, beat the Cubs, uh, beat the Padres. So, yeah, seven out of the last nine uh, with the run and a half head start, Washington would have won. So I had that written down before I even discovered that little stat. So, yeah, uh, back myself up a little bit. Sorry. So give me Washington. It's been kind to me. Uh, so I think I can I can go to the well one more time uh, and take Washington with the extra head start. The final game here is a 10-10 Eastern first pitch. The Milwaukee Brewers at the LA Dodgers where Corbin Burns will go for Milwaukee. And Tony Gonsolin, uh, with that 15-1 and record, will go for the LA Dodgers. The lines are Milwaukee plus 136. The LA Dodgers minus 158. Totally is set at seven. Uh, Noah, probably the best game of the night. What have you got for us? Patrick. 
Oh, is he slotted his third of the yeah. night? Yeah. It's his third mute of the yeah. evening. Well you played. Gets to keep the match ball. Well done. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, Air punches I... all round. All right. So <laughs> let's, let's get the show back on the road. <laughs> yes. It's a shambles. This, this one is appointment television, guys. Milwaukee Brewers, LA Dodgers. The Dodgers are unanimously power ranked number one team in the MLB. They take on their second Cy Young hopeful in the last four games. They buried Sandy Alcantara for six runs and 4.2 innings on 10 hits is the green is the grim reaper now knocking on Corbin Burns door. He's nine and five of the two forty eight ERA, 187 strikeouts, 40 walks and 148.2 innings pitched in Burns last appearance. He did face this Dodgers team, and he got touched up for three runs and 6.2 on six hits. For the Dodgers, Tony Gonsolin gets the ball. He's 15-1, and 212 ERA, 113 strikeouts, 33 walks, and 123.1 innings pitch. Gonsolin's last start was also against this Brewers team, and he's 15-1. and So it's hard to believe when I say this, but Tony G's best start of the season was against this Brewers team. Seven frames, eight punches, one free pass, two knocks, no runs. Give me the Doyers, compadre. <laughs> Love that. You've been upgraded to a buffoon with all capital letters now, by the way. That's one go. step up from the level of buffoonery you hit before. Uh, moon off, <laughs> Brewers at the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, Corbin Burns... Um... Despite uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll filter this down to last season because prior to 2019, I don't think that's relevant data that we can use. But he's he's one in one, but he has an ERA of 7.04 against his Dodgers team. And I know he there's one star last year where he only lasted two innings and allowed three earned runs to the Dodgers. Um, and his last star, like we mentioned, the team did pick up the W, uh, but he also did allow three earned runs to the. Um, Dodgers in that last game last week. Um, he, Corbin Burns is also better on the road uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. So if you kind of take a look at the splits uh, on the road, four and two with a 1.94 ERA at home, five and three with a 2.96 ERA. Still stellar numbers, but he just does better uh, on the road for whatever reason. Um, and again, no one mentioned there, Tony Gonsolin has just been lights out this season, especially at home, 8-2 and two with a 1.95 ERA. Stellar outing against the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee. Now he's back at home in Dodger Stadium. Last start, seven shutout innings, only allowed two hits. I like the under in this game. I just I think that this might be another one of those games where we see a 2-1, 3-0, 3-1, 3-2 type of final. So under seven for me in this game uh, between the Brewers and the Dodgers with Burns and Gonsolin on the mound. Yeah, I'm going to take that under seven as well. Um, I feel like a bit of a stuck record here because I keep going on about these Brewers bats and it's probably a little bit unfair because actually they stung me a couple of times last week and uh, even if the games they lost against uh, the Chicago Cubs, they didn't manage to put some runs up. But yeah, this just looks like a pitching duel. Um, so obviously the Dodgers are capable of taking anyone to the cleaners, but Burns is, Burns is top class. Um, so I would like an extra half a run on that line. So maybe after shop around a little bit but other other than that um we might have to take a push but yeah seven seems a lot so uh, so give me the under uh, i will concur with moonaf on the brewers versus the dodgers uh we have made it to the end of what seemed like about 48 games that we've just handicapped um lock and dog picks to come uh, momentarily after i briefly told you firstly about uh babel who is a language learning app um I think most of us learned um, in air quotes a second language in high school. Um, I am a 
beautiful French speaker with an incredible accent. I did also, however, learn Russian at school. I took Russian exams and I could not tell you a word of it. So I don't know what's going on with my brain. That All the French stuck uh, and all the Russians disappeared. Uh, but thanks to Babbel, the language learning app uh, has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. That's a really fun and easy way to learn a new language. So if you're traveling abroad or you want to connect in a deeper way with some family or you just want to learn a new skill, uh, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll use in the real world. Uh, Babbel has 15-minute lessons, which make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Uh, Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Um, loads of different ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcast games, video stories, and even live classes. So there will be a way to learn uh, that suits you. Uh, right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash SGP up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel is language for life. Uh, and finally, Elias. Um, already talked about the NFL season uh, being right around the corner. Really exciting type of year. And if you're a DJ, which I assume you are listening to this junk, uh, we recommend the Elias Game Plan app, which is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, as well as NBA and MLB. Um Elias is the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau are the official statisticians of all the US pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Um, so you will get player news, league validated player stats, expert game analysis, um, player previews to help you through your pre-season stuff. Um, what you need to do is download the Elias Game Plan app, um, loads of new features, which will take your game to the next level. NFL season's right around the corner, so don't wait. Find the Elias game plan in the App Store or Play Store today. Uh, okay, Noah and Moonaf, that was epic. Um, and now we need to make some picks and keep this little roll that we're on going. Uh, we'll come across to you first, Moonaf. What have you got for us? Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. All right, so I see that some lines were posted for the Blue Jays and the Red Sox game. Um, but let me start with my, uh, lock here. I'm going to go with the Colorado Rockies minus 125 on the money line with Herman Marquez on the mound going up against Dane Dunning. We mentioned when we talked about Dunning this season, back him on the, on, at home and then fade him on the road. And I think this is just a spot where the Rangers, um, are, are in a difficult situation. They go from Minnesota into altitude to take on the Rockies. Um, and Dane Dunning's numbers just have not been very good on the road. And I think this is a spot where the Colorado Rockies can come out on top, even with Hermain Marquez on the mound. So I'll take the Rockies minus, minus 125 on the money line as my lock. For my dog, give me the Toronto Blue Jays on the run line, minus 1.5, plus 115. Ross Stripling has been pretty good against the um, Red Sox uh, this season. He's had This is going to be his fourth start, so he's familiar with this team. Also, uh, Josh uh, Winkowski just has not been good for the uh, for the Red Sox, and you know this Toronto Blue Jays team, like I said, are, are trying and slowly, slowly trying to claw their way into that AO least lead. Um, despite the Yankees now only, I think it's a seven or eight game lead, but I, I feel like that they're breathing down their necks, or as Malcolm said, their footsteps are approaching. And I think you, again, the Red Sox just have not been in good form. Um, I do like the Toronto Blue Jays here to take care of business against the Red Sox. So I'll take the Blue Jays minus one and a half plus 115 as my dog of the day. Okay, solid, Moonaf. Noah, what have you got? 
All right, for my lock, I'm going to that Colorado game, but I'm taking the over 11. Um, it's set high for a reason. You look at Dane Dunning, his number one pitch is a sinker 41% of the time. Uh, also loves throwing the changeup 21% of the time. They lose three inches of drop on both those pitches in the high altitude of Coors Field. Also, Herman Marquez has a 592 ERA inside Coors Field. So love the over in the Rockies and Rangers game. And going over to we're, we're fading Tony Livers squad. We're going with the Baltimore W's instead of the O's. Uh, just they play very well at home. Uh, fourth best bullpen in the MLB. Give me the birds. Okay. Uh, my picks will be a total for my luck. It's going to be the over 8.5 in the Arizona Kansas City uh, games. We've spelled this out. I think Moon After Notes will be spelled out uh, why this is going to go over. He reckoned over six in the first five innings. Uh, it means we'll easily get to this eight and a half. Um, he's still give up loads by himself, and Davis will chip in three or four, too. So um, over eight and a half at Kansas City as they take on Arizona. And for my dog, uh, this is our. Uh, karate kid moment moving off. This is me waxing on, waxing off with the LA Angels phase five um, at the Tampa Bay Rays tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, I put into practice everything you have taught me and I'll take the Angels phase five in that one as my dog and an epic show is coming to an end. Um, I don't think we need a long goodbye after everything we've just put in. Noah, thank you very much. It's been fun. Little tip of the cap for Noah. That's great for all the listeners. I bet they really enjoyed that. Uh, Moon Af, thanks very much. You. Noah with a rare hat trick coming into uh, tonight. <laughs> it, was, so. it was terrible. Okay, I'm watching this Little League game right now. And of course, it's Little League. But seriously, like Taipei, I was hoping that they would drop a game and then Hawaii wouldn't have to play them in the final. Japan's already gone. They, they went two in barbecue. So wow. Hawaii is now the best team left in Williamsport. And I mean, it's just a carousel there. Panama is making air after air against Taipei. So it's going to be Chinese Taipei and Hawaii in the final. I'm calling it right now. Hawaii plays tonight against your boys. Uh, Moon off. We'll talk offline. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two and barbecue is a good phrase. I'll use that. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for getting in the chat. Uh, Good luck with all your bets. We'll be back tomorrow until then. We will see you down the road. Cheers.